0: listening to the Midweek Redemption podcast, a resource from Redemption City Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about our church, please visit our website at redemptiongr.org. City, welcome to the midweek redemption. This is Josh, and I'm here with our very own Andrew Panaggio. Hello, Andrew is an elder here, and we thought we would get him on the show. Uh, I've been pestering him for a long time to get him, get his beautiful mind on the on the show, and so we're gonna have a conversation about the Old Testament. And uh, Andrew, why don't you share a little bit about your background um, with the Old Testament? Kind of what made that such a passion for you.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, um, I guess I'll start, yeah, my, a bit in my story. I, I grew up in a Christian home, and so the Bible was always present and always important. And growing up, I always loved reading parts of the Old Testament just because the stories were interesting. Sure. They were like kings yeah. and battles. And, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Rated art. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it was always fun. But... I always felt, as a Christian, in some ways, attracted more to the New Testament because of Jesus. Yes. And rightfully so. Jesus is Naturally. pretty important. Yes. So, uh, but when I came to the U.S. to go to seminary, um, I was, you know, thinking through what do I want to, like, if I'm going to, I, I was considering going on for further study at some point and thinking, what, what would I want to study? Um, and I was always like, New Testament, for sure, because yeah. New Testament is where it's at. Right, That's right. what I, I like the most. The more time I spent with the New Testament, um, the more I realized that there's that you can't understand the New Testament super well without understanding the Old Testament. And I, and I found this out because my I, I took an independent study, and um, I needed needed that for the like my degree program. And I asked my dad, like, "Hey, what do you think I should do in my independent study? Do you have any recommendations?" And he gave me two, and one of them was, "Why don't you look at the New Testament's use of the Old Testament?" And my thought was, "Well, that sounds boring." Boring, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like. Yeah. And then I did it, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, this is amazing!" First of all, it's all over the place; like the Old Testament is like on every page of the New Testament, pretty mm-hmm. much. But it, but then um, I was just amazed at how the New Testament authors use the Old Testament, how much they assume about the Old Testament. Um, so that was that was one big thing and then also as part of my program I had to learn Hebrew which was it's like it's like a foreign world it's
0: um, insane yeah it's just like it was a very very dark time in my life learning <laughs> Hebrew <laughs> yeah it's
1: not easy um, especially right off the bat it's like a massive learning curve but um, but for me the we so we used this book this grammar book that was like the exact opposite of most grammar books, like a lot of Hebrew grammar books, you have to memorize a ton of stuff and it's really like hard and boring. Uh This grammar book literally had cartoons. Uh Like half of the book was cartoons. Uh And so it helped us learn by like pairing pictures with Uh words and like actually reading scripture from like a couple weeks in. Wow. Yeah. And so, and it fit with my personality. I'm not like super detail oriented and I'm not um, like, I don't know. I'm, I like to feel my way through life in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, yes. And so this method of learning Hebrew, once I got over the first like month of class, which was really hard just getting into it, um, we were like, I got to feel my way through Hebrew and not like I could like use context and clues to uh-huh. figure things out and pictures and cartoons. Yeah. And so it made it really fun.
0: Yeah. And I, then I just, I was like, oh, yeah. this is great. And it was enjoying It's it. such a rich language. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little jealous right now. Because, like, what I remember most from my Hebrew class was this dude in the back who was so passionate about menial schwa's <laughs> oh, And he man. was, like, picking fights about menial schwoz. So, like, it has menial in the title. Like, why are we fighting? <laughs> <Yeah. about it? laughs> why are we uh, writing about that?
1: Yeah. You know what's funny, though? Th- yeah, that makes sense. I-, I should show you this book. I don't... Like, we didn't even learn grammar terms. So, like, when I'm talking, like, grammar terms with other people that know that stuff, uh-huh. I don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. which... I needed to actually learn. But, um, because that's not how we learned it. Uh-huh. So it made it fun and I actually love it because of yeah. partly because of that. Smart. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So.
0: so it sounds like a great, a great book. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. So you got, you were into, into the new Testament and then kind of like, and tracing, studying the new Testament's connection to the old kind of following Jesus, uh, yeah, into the Old Testament with kind of your, your path. Yep, yep,
1: yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think it's those two things. Like seeing the Old Testament all over the New Testament but then also seeing, like l- learning Hebrew and loving the culture and uh-huh. what I was learning about yes. the Old Testament through just learning the language. Uh-huh. Those two things came together and I was like, oh yeah. my goodness, this is this is great.
0: That's cool, man. So Yeah, what are some of the things like of the Hebrew language and culture that you, you were drawn to?
1: Yeah, um... Well, when you learn a language, especially an ancient language, you do, it's so different in a lot of ways that you're drawn into more than just, like, grammar and syntax. You're drawn into the culture. So the way that Hebrew is written tells you things about how they Hebrew people would think and how they would express themselves. Uh, yeah. So, like, in narrative, for example, they use the word and at the beginning of, like, every single sentence. <laughs> and well, it's actually part of the word. Right. And this narrative just keeps rolling over and over. Um because of that, and so you kind of get, it keeps moving, and it keeps you, like, in the flow of, of, of thought. Um, let's see. There's a lot of little things, like, as yeah. you're reading, like, oh, that's a cultural cultural expression. Uh-huh. Like, I guess one that comes to mind is we talk about covenant uh-huh. in a lot. The Hebrew way of it, talking about making a covenant is cutting a covenant. yeah. And and that mean the reason that it's called cutting the covenant is because they would literally cut animals in half, um, and you know do the ceremony around these animals that are cut in half, and they were saying we're cutting this covenant, and if we don't abide by our part of the covenant, let us be cut in half mm. like these animals. Yeah. So like the language itself. Yeah. Tells you a little bit about. Yeah. How things work. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's another. Yeah, those, those types of things of like learning culture through language just uh-huh. super, super interesting. And there's, I mean, there's tons of them.
0: It does seem like Hebrew is particularly rich on that point. Like, I was just reading a book yesterday that was talking about all the times in the Old Testament where it's translated like the presence of God or in your presence is actually like before your face. Mm, yeah. And uh, it was just like milk in that, like direct translation and like just that what, like, what that what that does for like personal relationships and that culture and stuff of like face to face and all that stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I agree. There's tons of things like that where it's like we miss it in English, uh-huh. and that that's fine. Right. It's not like essential necessarily,
0: yes. but it's rich and yes. awesome. <laughs> so yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can just really delve the depths. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So in kind of light of that background, your passion for the Old Testament Hebrew, what, why? Why did you suggest kind of having this conversation on the podcast?
1: Yeah. Um, well, one, I wanted to talk about something that I knew something about. Smart, yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> Good. Stick to what you know. Great. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, th- yeah, there's a couple reasons. I think that, that I think the Old Testament is um, something that we, sh- as a church, should care about. Uh-huh. Um, and so I want to talk about it. One is, I think a lot of churches, especially evangelical churches, minimize or ignore the Old Testament. mm mm-hmm. um, We're actually, I think Redemption City Church is fortunate in a lot of ways because throughout our history, we've spent a lot of time in the Old Testament more than probably most churches. Uh Like that's been a priority, I think. Um, So I don't think that, yeah, like from the pulpit, we get teaching on the Old Testament. We don't have like this mini Bible that's just like you know Paul's letters and some of Jesus. Yeah. Um, So we we don't have that issue, but I think the reality is I think that a lot of churches um, minimize it, and then my guess is that a lot of people. In our church, and you know, in the Christian world, are they love Jesus, but are actually probably a little bit embarrassed about the Old Testament. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll be the first to say that the Old Testament has some really strange things and some like troubling things that yes. you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know how this this shouldn't be here. I don't, Great, think, yes, but it's here. I don't know what to do with it. Um, so, and it's and so that's a reality that I think. a one temptation would be to just, like, ignore it and to try to, like, not talk about it and just, like, well, I'm all about Jesus and this other stuff I don't really believe or care about or whatever. Um, But I think that's dangerous because it sets up a flimsy foundation. Sure. Um, Like, and once, you know, if we start getting questions about, like, what about this Old Testament thing? If you don't have a way to think through it, Uh it it can really challenge your faith. Yeah. And at some point, it probably will happen. And so I'd rather us as a church like face that like we if we yes. believe this is God's word and we believe um, that it's His, it's inspired then we don't have to understand everything but we can trust that it's there for a reason and we can we can actually think through we can dive into the complexity without fear huh. Um, so that's that's a big reason so I, I think yeah wanting to talk talk through it um, yeah that yeah great. and then a couple two other things that I'll say uh, one is that like the more you get into the New Testament, the more you'll realize that you have to have the Old Testament. Yes, you won't under you. You can understand some things about the New Testament, but you, you're going to miss so much if you don't have the Old Testament. Like even things as basic and as important in the New Testament as like sacrifice. Uh huh. Like that doesn't like we can't. That comes from the Old Testament. It comes from thousands yeah. of years of yeah. you know Israelite religion. Yes. Yeah. So you we can't just do without that. Right. Um. Yeah, and then the other reason is like Jesus and the disciples. That was their Bible. Like right. the Old Testament yeah. was their Bible. Yes. So, and there's a bunch of passages in the New Testament that kind of talk about that. Like, uh-huh. That that are that Jesus Himself is like, hey, the Old Testament talks about me. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> so we should yes. care about that. Right.
1: Yeah. So, like passages, like there's, I'll just name a couple, like Luke 24, uh, verses 25 to 27, John 5, Second Peter. Uh, one, oh, uh-huh. I think, yeah, Second Peter one. So a few passages that yes. like get into this, like yeah. basically, Jesus and the
0: disciples are saying, "If you read the Old Testament, you will see me." Yeah. So let's read the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what he directly says, like, "I didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them." You know, and so yes. it's like, uh, I think for me that I really resonate with the like being drawn to Jesus and then kind of like following Jesus into the Old Testament. Because I think if you kind of go into it without that, like, super firm grip on, like, in Jesus, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So, like, anything we see of Jesus, you know, anything we see of God in the Old Testament is somehow pleased to dwell in, you know, in Jesus. And it, it feels like a really concrete touch point to kind of dive into some of the, like, chaos of the of the Old Testament. And,
1: yeah, I love that. That's, that's really good. Like, it, seeing it like that makes the Old Testament all the more important, I think, too. Uh-huh. Like, it's not detached from Jesus. It's like... yes. Yeah, if we want to get jesus we need to go there but also jesus is the fulfillment and like like yeah i love how you said that like yeah yeah
0: so that's cool well it's funny you said about like being embarrassed because i was doing the bread uh bible reading plan for kind of this next iteration and wanted to get us into the old testament a little bit and um i threw amos on there like i think today's last day uh and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> that, that was, that was my expression. Like, is this going to make everybody like not want to do this or whatever? I mean, it's such a rich book. I love it. and I feel like it, whatever. I'm not going to preach Amos right now, but like it is. And then even for myself, like I love the book and have a decent amount of context, but to just like wake up and like meditate on a chapter of Amos is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's different than a a psalm or a gospel or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: I remember a few years ago, I was meeting with one of our church members, and we went through the book of Hosea together, <laughs> and I I hope, like, I enjoyed it, I think he enjoyed it too, but there definitely were times where we're like, okay, this is like exactly what we saw last time. <laughs> God is mad. Yes. At sin. Uh-huh. And destruction is coming. Yes. Amen. <laughs> <It's> like, <you laughs> yeah, know right, like, yeah, let's pray, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of there's a lot of that, so yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely requires some. Well, I think it, you know requires some resilience, but I, I, also again just to reiterate, I feel like calling people to Jesus, you know, captivating their minds and hearts with Jesus is like the gateway to like, yeah, you know, and that's what Jesus says. To the Pharisees, like I think he said John five, yeah, you know, John five. where it's like you search the scriptures in vain, yeah. thinking that they point to life, but if they could point to me, those you know the New Testament was written when he said that, like, yeah, he's referring to the Old Testament. It's like they who point to me, the Old Testament that points to me. So Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, um, yeah, what are, uh, so kind of in some of the, you talk about like embarrassment or whatever, what, what are some of the like, what would be some concrete examples of some of the challenges for Jesus followers to get into the Old Testament?
1: Yeah. Um, well, there are a lot of challenges. And I think, I think sometimes we underestimate the challenges and that makes it hard uh, or it, it, it leads to some, some issues. But I think, so the way that I like to think about this, and this comes from my my professor, but there are a ton of degrees of separation that we have from the text of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It, um, and what I mean by degrees of separation is like there's, there's aspects about us and aspects about the, the text, the Old Testament, that are different. And so we can't just read it and immediately understand it or immediately apply it as easily as we could with the New Testament. Uh-huh. Um, so like, for example, time, this, it was written thousands of years ago. Yeah. That's a, I mean, not thousands of years, life is so much different in yes. thousands of years. Yes. So that has to play a role in how we're understanding this. Like it's a different world that we're actually reading about. Another uh-huh. is culture, like it was, um, it's, it was written into a different culture with a different in a different cultural moment. Uh-huh. Different things values. were going on, different values. Yeah. So all these things, like we can't just read it and apply it. Yes. We won't understand it or right. we'll misunderstand right. it. Um, language. We were talking about language. Like it was written in another language. That doesn't mean we can't read it in English. Uh-huh. But we have to recognize that like language carries meaning. Uh-huh. And so... To, to really grasp what's going on we have to recognize that that it, there's a difference in language and so we have to do some extra work
0: yes um, that's kind of what came to mind you say degrees of separation it's like there's extra steps yes. to like kind of like bridge the gap totally or whatever
1: yeah and I think sometimes we see we hear that and we're like okay so well just the pastor and yes. the seminary people are the only ones that can yeah, read yeah. it and that's not what I want to say at all yeah. but we do have to recognize just like in any relationship that we have any relationship takes work uh huh well, and if it's a relationship we value, we will put time in. That's right. So this is a relationship, like, with Jesus that we value. We should put be willing to put some time in to really, mm-hmm. like, getting to know him, yes. his world, his scriptures. Yes. So those, I think, are some of the big challenges.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. I don't know. Are
1: there others that come to mind for you?
0: Um. Oh, I'm just thinking of the, uh, well, just maybe as an example of some of those challenges, I'm thinking of the, um, maybe what you could call the like hipster conundrum. (laughs) Uh, Because there's like this uh, passage in Leviticus where it says, uh, if you just took it at face value, it talks about like not eating like medium rare meat, not trimming your beard, or getting tattoos. And it says like the hipsters are like, yeah, I'll grow my beard really long, but but what about my tattoos? (laughs) And also, if you eat a steak past medium, like, what's the point of anything, you know? (laughs) Oh, that's great, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I, uh, had a guy, a man, um, in my my last church who, you know, had a rough past and got saved before I got there, and he had tattoos, and one of them was of a naked woman um, on his arm, and uh, he was talking, this is like... Weeks after I got there so I'm like brand new and he's like yeah I've thought about you know going back and having some clothes put on her you know or just like blocking her out or whatever but you know it's a sin to get a tattoo so I won't and I was just like what in the world oh, man? you're gonna leave a naked woman like for your eight year old boy to see on your arm like you know because you don't want to Break Leviticus twenty two or nineteen, whatever it is, and like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, while you're trimming your beard, you know, because, like, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just was like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, um, yeah. So I mean, maybe that leads into the next question. Uh, you know, what are what are some of the the pitfalls that people can can fall into with studying the Old Testament? Yeah,
1: there. Are, I think there are a lot of pitfalls, <laughs> which is why it's like I don't want to make it intimidating to read the Old Testament. I want to have people to read it. Do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do it. But um, there are things that we need to keep in mind. Like, So one pitfall would be thinking that it's written directly to us in our culture. Uh-huh. We're just going to be confused if we do that. Yeah. Um, and we obviously we know it's not. But I think too often when we read, we'll naturally like associate things with our current culture. But uh-huh. if we try to keep that in mind, it's not written directly to me. Well, it's going to take a little more work. It's doable, but it yes. takes a little more work to, to get what's going on. Um, another one is thinking that it was written as like... Commands to us, mm-hmm. and that is just not the case. <laughs> and I think it can be dangerous when for in particular areas, like in the book of Joshua. We're talking about how Israel went into the land and took over the land. And yes. there's a lot of really thorny issues there with yes. like genocide, questions of yeah, genocide, and like, um, and I like I don't think there's many people that take it as a command, uh-huh. but. That's an easy, easy example to see where we don't take it. We shouldn't yeah, take it as right. a command. Um, but there are other places as well where it might be more confusing, and we need to just keep that in mind. It's oh. not written as a command directly to us. Um, and I think throughout history, there have been plenty of places where the Old Testament has been used to justify things that were yes. that shouldn't have been justified. Yes. So um, that's just—it's bad. It goes back to really bad— Hermeneutics, bad ways of
0: understanding how the Bible is yeah, to yeah. Be used. Define hermeneutics for us, real quick.
1: Yeah, um, hermeneutics is like just, I don't like how to study the Bible uh-huh. is probably the simplest yeah. word, like the, the process and the method of studying the Bible. Yeah. Along uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. So, good. Um, one other pitfall, um, this is a big one, one that I'm somewhat passionate about, is that thinking that the law was a burden. And then, mm. thank God, I don't have to follow that now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. that
0: that one's a that's Jesus difficult. gave us a get out of the law free card. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, but he didn't he, abolish him; he he fulfilled the law. Yes, yes,
1: he did. He did. He he fulfilled it. What does that mean?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. That but he, whatever it means, it doesn't. He didn't do away with it. Exactly. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think we're yeah, exactly. It's not. He, he, he wasn't embarrassed of the law. Yeah. The law. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, And also, like, there's so many passages, even ones that we love, that talk about the law in, like, uh-huh. really good terms.
0: Uh-huh. Like, Psalm
1: 119, 105. Yeah. That's, like, the one we all know. Well, that, the that whole song. Yeah. The longest <laughs> song in the
0: Bible is all about delighting in the law. Yeah, exactly. And God's commands and decrees and all that stuff. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a gift. Yeah. Not a burden. So, yeah. Um, those are some of the big pitfalls,
1: I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, I think another pitfall is, so, as Christians we get to read the scripture knowing the end of the story. And um, so we get to, like, we see a trajectory and know where it's going to end up. So like throughout the whole Testament or much of the Old Testament, Israel is looking for a king that is like the king. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they never get the, the king. <laughs> yeah, But that's partly like pointing forward to Jesus. Yes. when We get the king. Yes, And so um, I think another people would be not reading it as a Christian, in some ways, <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah, with Jesus in mind, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think I think yeah, the New Testament tells us that's how we should
0: read it. Yes. Um, so so if we don't do that, we're going to miss important yeah. things as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, let's go back to the law a little bit. Yeah, uh, you t- talk about like the law being the gift. Could you unpack that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So the word "law" itself in in Hebrew is Torah, mm-hmm. and it does not mean law and the way that we think about it when we think of law we think of like I don't know like you know whatever the legislation that yes. governs things and like you can break the law and uh-huh. go to jail um or the law is coming and we could refer to the police maybe uh-huh. or, yeah uh, that's probably yes. no one says that anymore but I've seen that in movies um the b- b- law means instruction mm-hmm. that's that's what Torah that's probably nowadays a better translation okay, cool. than law yeah. Yeah, it's helpful and instruction is it what it's meant to guide life and and it's meant to tell people how to live ha- how to live the good life basically how, and in like in um good relationship with their neighbors with the earth with uh-huh.
0: animals and with God well that's yes. good yes so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, is are your instructions for your new, like, favorite Christmas present, like, oppressive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, this is how you enjoy the thing, you know? Like, yeah. you could take your iPad and try to play, you know, Frisbee with it, but, like, you're going to miss out on a lot of things, <laughs> way cooler things that it can do. Yeah, and, totally. You know, like, yeah, I think that's so good, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah, like, how cruel is it as parents to, like, keep the kids from running across the street or, you know, getting into the chemicals under the sink or whatever. hmm yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm curious, you know, because the, when you look at the law in the Old Testament, you know, you have ones that are like, you know, don't commit adultery, which seem pretty timeless, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know and then you and, and then, then you have one, you know, like, uh, you know, like the year of jubilee or you know, like letting fields rest. Follow. You have these, you know, these like laws that just seem to apply a lot of different aspects of life. How do you yeah. understand those, some of those differences?
1: Yeah. This I think the law is one of the most complicated things about the Old Testament, and especially reading it as a Christian uh-huh. in, you know, twenty twenty one, it's hard because it's so far apart. So I think just I want to start with that just to recognize yes. I don't have all the answers. Definitely, <laughs> I'm
0: not. And I'm Andrew Pinaggi, <laughs> law expert. Yeah, yeah. This is
1: something that I've thought a lot about, but I feel like I really have a ton of thinking left to do. um, so, but but a couple things I, I would say. First of all, um, the law was not meant to, ever meant to be God's timeless instructions on how to set up the perfect society. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it, it was it was meant, in my opinion, to set up God's society two thousand years or no, not two thousand, like three thousand years yeah. ago uh-huh. or more.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's what it was meant for. It was. Say it again. So it was meant to set up God's society in a particular place at a particular time which okay. just happens to be across the world from where we are now yeah and three, three yeah, years. Th- yeah 3,500 years ago something like that so what that means is that there are going to be some aspects of the law that just they have no correspondence with our way of life uh-huh. and so we can't like it wouldn't even make sense to try to apply it like the year of jubilee like most of us are not farmers anymore after you know people moved to the cities at, I'm not great at history at some point yeah. at the industrial revolution I'm guessing yeah. 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 Like right. people migrated right. to the cities yeah. uh, most people aren't farmers and so the idea of every seven years not using your land for farming uh-huh. or something like that um, is not a thing or every 70 years uh, you know uh, returning land to its original owners like yeah. there's some of these things it doesn't make sense in our society yeah but I wouldn't say then we're like, just ignore it. Yeah. Uh huh. I think what we need to do is like with the law in particular, the the starting point is this is God's revelation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God is revealing himself mm-hmm. to um to his people. Yeah. And if we start there, then we're like, okay, what can I learn about God from this law? Yes. What does this tell me about well, who he is, what he loves, That's and so what good. he hates? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then all of it becomes applicable at some level yes not directly yes
0: literally but, yeah yeah
1: but but in some way it does become applicable. Yeah. like one that i love just uh leviticus um 19 which is like the weirdest yes. chapter right. in the yeah. bible probably or maybe one. Yeah, don't eat shellfish and stuff yeah it's got it's got all of the stuff it's got the tattoos it's got yeah that's some weird stuff but uh it's versus like let's see here um 9 and 10 When you reap the harvest of your land Do not reap to the very edges of your field Or gather the gleanings of your harvest Do not go over your vineyard A second time Or pick up the grapes that have fallen Leave them for the poor and the foreigner I am the Lord your God So most of us don't have a vineyard And most of us don't have a field So our temptation would be like Okay, this yeah. doesn't apply to me right. I, can't, I can't do this thing But that would be we'd be missing out on something really cool I think because uh-huh. what he's saying here is so when you're when you're reaping the harvest there are parts of your field you gotta you don't touch uh-huh. don't reap the whole thing don't go to the edge yeah. which is if you work in business yeah you're leaving money standing yeah, yeah on the field that yeah. is ridiculous yes um, same with the vineyard you go over it once and try to get everything you can but you always miss stuff sure. I'm sure I've never picked a Har- vineyard but grapes.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: but anyways like you're gonna miss stuff And he's saying, don't go over it again. Why? Because of the poor and the foreigner. Mm -hmm. Because they don't have land. They don't have a field. They Mm -hmm. don't have a vineyard. Mm -hmm. They need food. Mm -hmm. I care about them. That is their property, in a sense. Wow, yeah. And so that, like, God cares about the poor and the foreigner. So how do we apply that then? Uh Well, well, it's not like, yeah, you can't do it directly. But how do we care about the poor and the foreigner, generally? Uh More specifically, what if we had a business, and rather than trying to maximize our profits even with the idea of I'm going to use my profits for good Uh I'm going to leave some on the table Uh and let the poor and the foreigner decide how they want to use it
0: Uh wow yeah so that's super cool yeah that's a great example yeah so if I were to recap what you just said it's not like even though there would not be a direct application to a lot of our lives with some of these laws but it does reveal kind of God's character in, in the sense that it's like this is this captures my character in a, in a civilization or, or something to that effect. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. And it, it's like, it kind of like melts my heart to think about just some of the laws, just like how abundantly generous they are, how like considered they are of like weakness and the outsider and yeah, all that. And like the year of Jubilee, you know, just like reverting land and just yeah. like, like re restructuring wealth and stuff. Just like, it, it only works if there's like this like benevolent, abundantly generous, you know, almighty God, you know, yeah. like it just, it doesn't work in any other like narrative.
1: So yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like there's a reset worked in this society yeah. so that yeah. people, you know, like, yeah. if it didn't go well for them in the last 70 years.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> their family has yes. a chance again. So is it 70 or like 49? Is, is it 70 seven, you yeah, You're probably right. Or s-
1: no, I think I, you know what? I'm not exactly sure.
0: <laughs> I can't remember either,
1: but yeah, it's, it's, it's a seven. seven. It's something yeah. with a seven. So it's yeah. either 49 or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah we got the number right
1: I think it is 49 because it's 7 every 7th year you're not supposed to you're supposed to let the land sit yes and then every 7 of those years
0: mm-hmm. is I think the year of yeah you're supposed to take like the whole year off you're not supposed yeah. to plan anything for a whole year yeah With nuts
1: <laughs> yeah it's crazy but it goes to like some of the stuff you've been talking about in the podcast mm-hmm. about Sabbath yes uh-huh. that's like the Sabbath yes it's a year of yes. Sabbath yes how much do you have to trust God Cheapers. yeah Whew. yeah yeah to be able to break, take a break for a whole full year yeah wow so that's
0: pretty cool yeah mm. um so what uh what what would you say if you were like taking a, a glance at like the whole bible like what would like how does you, you kind of mentioned like reading the old testament through the lens of the new testament like if you were to like talk about the whole bible what what role does the Old Testament play in the whole story
1: yeah so I think it's helpful to think of the Bible the whole Bible is a story Mm -hmm. Um, and we like as gospel centered Christians we talk a lot about the gospel which is a very 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 important part of the story (laughs) but it's not the whole story Uh and it doesn't actually make sense unless we have the full story in mind so the full story in four words would be creation fall redemption Restoration, yes. creation, how God made everything. Uh-huh. Fall, how it all fell apart. Yes, um, redemption is like the bulk of the story, uh-huh. which culminates with with Jesus. Okay, and then restoration is is the fact that Jesus is going to come again. He's going to make it all new, uh-huh. and what he's going to make it all new here. He's going to yes. like make restore this earth, and we'll spend eternity not like as disembodied souls and some like, uh-huh. like you know playing harps or whatever but in on a new earth yes so that's the full story yes and two out of the three chapters are in the Old Testament exclusively okay. uh-huh. yeah. creation and fall yes and then redemption the whole story of redemption gets kicked off in the in the, in the Old Testament like very early on like Genesis depends on how you want to Genesis 3 or Genesis 12. Yes. Around there. Yes. And the whole Old Testament is building up and creating the environment and cultural understanding and religious understanding that is needed uh, for Jesus to come and, and which also which Jesus fulfills. Yes. So a large part of the story <laughs> yeah. happens in the Old Testament. And so, um, yeah, that's how I understand the whole thing in the right. Old
0: Testament. Yes. Kind of how that fits into uh-huh. it. Yeah. So. That's cool. That makes sense. Um, I had a question. Let me see if I can pull it back. Wait for it. Oh, no, I have an anecdote all right. <laughs> a not very profound anecdote. We talked about like restoration, Jesus making all things new as uh during this like month of basement remodel uh Johnny would ask me almost every day, like, is the basement all new? Is the basement <laughs> all new? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, like me and Mark Bergen are down there, like, cranking, and it's, like, a disaster, you know, <laughs> those, like, in-between stage. And But it, it was, like, a profound, like, experience, because, like, just thinking about that, like, child, like, is it new yet? Is it all new yet? And just, like, Lord, haste the day. Like, make, yeah. it, make it all new. Yeah. Um, but anyways. That's great. That's, a, that's, that. a, that's, an anecdote. that's a rabbit trail. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, for the sake of discussion, um, what would you, like, what would be some, uh, some like helpful, uh, I don't know, tools or resources. So like I did, I got a reader's Bible was like the Bible broken up into six volumes, whatever is this nerdy Bible thing, but it's really <laughs> fun to just like sit and read for long chunks. Did the gospels for a year, uh, try to read through that volume a bunch and think similar to your path was not like now, like I want to know, i to know the old Testament and, um, And so I started reading the. There's like a a one volume that's just like the historical books. I started like reading through that. Um, It it was a doozy. It it still is a doozy. And uh, um, like what what kinds of like I don't know practices or resources would you give to people like to kind of get into the Old Testament?
1: Yeah, I would say don't try to read a chapter a day and call it good and Uh get your like your nugget for the day Uh uh because a lot of days. You're gonna be like, there is no nugget. Or, Nuggetless, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like that I don't know what that yeah. Because it wasn't written to be read like that. Sure. Like yeah. the New Testament is different in a lot of ways, but like I'd read chunks like you were saying, like read read like a whole story. Yes. So if you're gonna read like in Genesis, don't read Genesis, I don't know, like one. Read Genesis one through three or something yes. like that. Uh-huh. Or if you're gonna read about Abraham. Read as much of that story as you can yes. in one sitting because then you're going to start seeing things in a whole new lens mm-hmm. rather than w- when you're just sitting there and reading one chapter a day, you you, you lose the continuation of the story, mm-hmm. the, the, the the threads that the narrator or the author is kind of weaving through. That's part of the reason, like I was saying before, the Hebrew grammar, um, like there, every sentence starts with an and kind of, um, and it, it it just flows. Uh-huh. So if uh-huh. we cut it up, yes. we're gonna miss yes. the flow. Uh-huh. So that that would be one. Another thing is like having like you said like a a, a particular Bible, like a study Bible, could be helpful because uh-huh. there's so many cultural things that we just like are gonna completely miss and just yes. be so like weirded out. Like uh-huh. I think it's Genesis 17 where it talks about where God makes a covenant with Abraham and there's all these things about these animals that are cut up and and they do the ceremony and we talked about this a little bit ago they're cutting a covenant Uh well without understanding what's going on there it's just a weird like it looks like a, sounds like a pagan ritual like like a demonic thing Yeah. but it's not that and just with a a good study bible will give you just a little bit like so you can kind of get your fingers around like okay this is what's going on here um, yeah. I think those two things would really, really help yeah, people. that's great. Yeah. And then even, <laughs> I like, Leviticus, Numbers, um, Deuteronomy in parts. Like, those are some really hard books to uh-huh, read. Uh-huh. But just, at some point, do it. Uh-huh. Because you're not going to, yeah, again, you're not going to get the nugget. Yes. but But you're going to, it's going to shape your mind over time. Yes. And you're going to start seeing things in a new way. Yes. And I just
0: think it's worth it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can pull this question out again. Um, oh, what do you think about uh, like the Gospel Project videos that would like summarize Old Testament books of the Bible and stuff? Have you looked at much of them? I
1: have. Yeah, I think they're great. I like a lot of them because it it does. They do a good job of getting the whole um, like explaining the flow of a whole book, and then. And kind of telling you what the themes are. Now, they're not perfect. I don't agree necessarily with everything they say. Yeah. I definitely don't agree with everything they say. But a lot of it is just really, really good and really uh-huh. helpful and really creatively well done. Yeah. Um, so I think if you do that before, like if you're going to read the book of Job, watch yeah. the video
0: on Job yeah. and then read it and everything's yeah. going to make a lot more sense. Yeah, that's great. So, Yeah, I feel like uh, when I was going through seminary, like Greek was super trendy and cool. Um, and, uh, and I feel like it's shifted the last, like, I don't know five, 10 years or whatever, like partially because of the Bible project, like Tim Mackey's a Hebrew scholar and stuff like that. And I don't know, but yeah. um, Yeah. I think another cool, uh, cool concept about the old Testament that I really like, and this is what kind of got me to the historical books, just like learning like the history of God's people, you know, just like Mm -hmm. the hard facts of just like what happened Yeah, uh, was like, I heard it described like we as God's people, like share that history, like that is mm. that is the history of us because uh, uh, we are we are a continuation of God's people and uh and i I think it was something just like in the root like feeling really rootless myself, having like traveled a lot, and you know it's like I don't have like a deep you know bond to the land or the suburb I grew up in, you, you know, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is like to think that like through Jesus I now can like identify with this like long history. Mm-hmm. And honestly the Hebrew culture is beautiful. Like there's so many just like cool rhythms and yeah uh, practices and you know commands to feast and rest and you know, uh, just, it's like a really beautiful like way of life that obviously is like fulfilled in Jesus and stuff. So
1: Yeah. I yeah, I agree. That's that is a good that's a really good point. I that's one of the things that hit me Um, about the Psalms when we were Mm -hmm. when we preached through the Psalms we've done two like series on the Psalms Uh one at the beginning of the pandemic and another a year before that oh and it was so cool to read the Psalms and and realize these were the same Psalms that um, like our Spiritual ancestors, a hundred years ago and a thousand years ago and two thousand years ago and three thousand yeah. years ago, they sang them too and, and prayed them. And like Jesus on the cross, yes. like quotes a psalm that yes. we have to this day, yes. So, I, I don't know, I think it's yeah, the connection, the spiritual connection that we have to our spiritual brothers and sisters that yes. are still, um, you know, we're, we're related to them, yes. And so, we get to share the same, same, same songs and stories and history. So, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe to close, do you have maybe like one of your favorite Old Testament passages to share with us? Man, that's a good. Yeah. um Let's see. Or you can punt, and we can just no, kind of edit this out or whatever. Yeah. No, we'd love to hear. Yeah. Just a no. little nugget. It's yeah. I think a big nugget. <laughs> I guess I'll go with. Uh,
1: yeah, I love the minor prophets because they're crazy and. <laughs> and, yes yeah. but I think I think I'm gonna go with I think this is Mike Bartlett's favorite as okay. well at least book the book of Ecclesiastes yeah. and this, this won't be a, a passage but like um, the book of Ecclesiastes is super cool uh-huh. because it, it like it wrestle with the meaning of life and I'm not like I'm not a naturally like uh, super introspective person mm-hmm. um, like my mind's always running but, it's not, but I'm not always thinking about in an introspective manner ecclesiastes is super deep and it helps me think deeply about life but here's the other piece um i'm a seven on the enneagram Uh which uh means for me that i love fun i love Uh pleasure i love spontaneity i love just like doing like i want i have a desire to do something and then i go do it and it's like like, i'm like gonna be all over the place and i can be like a hedonist at some level uh-huh. and in Ecclesiastes we get the words of someone that had all the money he yes. needed and could do whatever he wanted and he did it for a yeah. long time yes. and he's like by the way in the end it's empty yes. if you just continually pursue that it doesn't lead anywhere um, this under the sun thinking like uh, without yeah. God yes. and just pursuing pleasure yes, or a bunch of other things that he also yeah. pursued uh-huh. it's empty and I need to hear that because yeah. I don't necessarily yeah, I'm not introspective enough To analyze my um, my heart without the help of Ecclesiastes, and I need to remember, fun
0: is not (laughs) the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's so good. Yeah, it's like you have this spiritual ancestor who was like the richest, most successful person ever, who can say like, "Let me write this down for you, Andrew, in 2021." Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't have to like live Ecclesiastes yourself, to yeah, like, and write it yourself. Like it's already written, and you yep. can kind of like go back to your spiritual roots. And yeah, and that's great.
1: Yeah, avoid <laughs> the same pitfalls. So. Yeah,
0: yep, yeah. It's a sobering reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can uh, have all that and still be, still be empty. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Any any last concluding thoughts about the old Old Testament? <laughs> Things have been super good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess the last thing I'll say is I the way the Old Testament can shape the, the whole Bible as a whole, but if the Old Testament in particular can shape our minds um, in a really interesting ways. And I think we need to think about it not in this is my nugget for the day, but this is. The person, like you've talked about on the podcast, this uh-huh. is the person I'm going to be. Yeah. I want to be uh-huh. 10, 15, 20, 30, 45, yeah. 50 years from now. Yes. And so the Old Testament, reading these large chunks, can yeah. shape our worldview yes. and the way we see things. Uh-huh. And it will help us become the type of person that we want to be, yes. and
0: that Jesus wants to be. Uh-huh. So I think it'll help conform us to yeah. the image of Christ, yes. which is the goal of yes.
1: the Christian life.
0: Yes. So That's so good. Yeah. So I kind of hear you saying, like, view the Old Testament like a long game. Like, yeah. it's like, start soaking in it, just like... Yep. Um, letting it get into your into your soul and there's other maybe other parts of scripture that might have more like immediate nugget kind of applications but yeah, yeah love it yeah. yeah super good cool well thanks for your time man really thanks for lending your expertise to uh, the church family yeah thank you this is a lot of fun and we'll have to get you on here again and also get you uh, like teaching an old testament class or something here soon So <laughs> sounds that'd be good cool. yeah Cool. Well, thanks for you guys out there for listening and we'll see you next time on the Midweek Redemption.